Well, praise the Lord and God bless you this evening and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wells and I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff that's going on around us today. I'm just excited about what God is doing in the midst of us today. I'm thankful for what he did yesterday. I'm thankful for what he did last week. I'm thankful for every day he does something like wake us up in the morning, start us on our way, and keep us in our right mind. Well, you know, on Wednesday night, on Wednesday night, uh, on Wednesday night, uh, um, on, when, on Wednesday night, we had, uh, uh, um, uh, what do we have? I was uh, uh, I was we're working on a song that I sing every. Uh, I started singing. The Lord gave me this common song, so I finished putting it together, and it's called and it's called um, great things. Now y'all heard me sing that song. Bow your heads with me for a moment. Let's pray. Father in Jesus' name, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercies. We thank you for the exciting things you've done for us. We thank you for your salvation. We thank you for the lives that you touch each day, yokes that you break in ways that you make out of no ways. I thank you for what you've been doing in Jesus' name. Touch every little soul in Jesus' name. Amen. So today, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Hallelujah. Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Hallelujah. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things. You got to put yourself there that the Lord is doing great things for you. You may not see nothing, but the Lord has revealed to me about that song. It's like, ah! that he's doing great things for you and you're excited about what he's getting ready to do for you. Amen. Amen. That's what I like about that song. So he's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Put yourself there. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. He's doing great things. He's doing great things, doing great things for me. Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited? Are you excited what the Lord is doing? 
He's doing great things. He's doing great things. He's doing great things for me. Put yourself there. Amen. Get your Bible. Amen. Amen. That little huh? That little song God gave me. He's doing great things for me. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. I can't speak for nobody else. Amen. Amen. I can't speak for my wife, my mother, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins, my uncles, nobody. Because it's personal. And you 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 gotta really know that God is doing great things for you. We may wind up facing different challenges in life. Amen. And different things going on. I don't know what my wife is doing over there. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Amen. Uh, um, Anyway, the Lord is doing great things for us. Some of us don't realize the great things the Lord is doing. He's doing great things in the midst of us, around us, for us, through us, and with us. Amen. He's doing great things. He's a great and mighty God. Hallelujah. He's a great and mighty God. Man's extremity is God's opportunity. And what the doctor cannot do, hallelujah, is just right for God. Take Jesus as your partner. <laughs> and you'll see many things made her right. That's something my pastor used to say that. Man's extremity is God's opportunity. And what those doctors you go to cannot do is just right. God, give him an opportunity and a chance in your life. Today, I want to talk to you about, whoa, today I want to talk to you about friends. I'm trying to get to friends, but we keep going back to God being a great God. God is great all by himself. He's capable of delivering you. Ah. God knows what we go through each day. God knows every situation that you may deal with each day. Hallelujah. God knows the steps that you take. God knows the way that you go. The Bible said after that he tried me, I'll come forth as pure gold. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah, bear with me today because my message seemed to be changing why I already planned the message. I planned the message about friends. And uh, sometimes the Lord will take you a different route. 
But what we need to do is trust God. I need you to get me that scripture. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Well, get me that scripture. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Amen. Now, I believe it's the book of Isaiah, I think. Huh? Hold on one second. The word of God is never, ever going to change. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what nobody do. I don't care what nobody tell you. God is not going to change. God is not going to change. The thing I learned about God is he don't change. Get your Bibles and go meet Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 17. And it reads as such. No weapon that is formed against me, against thee, shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against thee, in judgment thou shalt condemn. But this is this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness of me, saith the Lord. I'll read it again. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue. Arise up against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. But this, this is the heritage of the service of the Lord, and that righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And I want to use for thought today no weapon, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper in your life. I don't care what people say. I don't care how people talk down to you. I don't care how people plot against you. If you put your trust in God, no weapon. No weapon, no action. Let me tell you something. The Bible said many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered them out of them all. That's something. Because people say, well, I got sick with this and I got afflicted with the, uh, the, the virus, but the Lord delivered me. No weapon. No weapon. That is false. I want to tell you something about a weapon. You could be your own weapon. You can become your own weapon and your own destruction by your rebellion and your disobedience to God. You can become your own weapon by you continually rejecting the word of God. Oh, yes, you can. Oh, yes, you can. Look at this scripture here. Isaiah 54 and 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee. None. No weapon. No weapon that formed against you shall prosper. Now, listen. I want you to hear. I want you to understand this. This Sunday afternoon. 
The Bible never told you that weapons would not be formed against you. I know some of these preachers tell you today that everything's going to be okay and everything's going to be fine. Peaches and cream, that's life. There ain't no such thing. There's never been no such thing. There's going to be weapons. There's going to be tests. There's going to be trials and tribulations. The Bible said no weapon that formed against you will prosper. I just sung the song. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing because he's doing great things for me. Aren't you excited? You're speaking things that aren't as though they were. The whole world could be laughing at you right now, but the Bible said no weapon. That's formed because you may be behind in your bills. Your rent may be due, but God said no weapon. You know, a lot of times we get evicted from our homes. Because we don't trust God. A lot of times because we don't trust God. And number two to that is that we didn't we did not manage our money right. I don't know why God got me on no weapon today. That my message was about praying today, but I'm telling you that no weapon that is formed against you will prosper when you serve God. See, the thing is, you got to know that you really serve the living God. You got to know him personally for yourself. Not based off religious stuff. Normally, I don't go anywhere on Sunday. I normally stay home and get ready for service. I don't go nowhere. But the Lord had a different plan for me this morning. See, he knows the plans that he has for you. What's that scripture? I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Say, uh, Jeremiah, give me Jeremiah 29 and 11, and I want you to read that for me. Mr. Well, Jeremiah 29 and 11. God has plans for us. Hallelujah. God has plans for us that no weapon that's formed against us would prosper. Read that, Jeremiah 29 and 11. Jeremiah chapter 29 and 11. Uh -huh. For I know the thoughts that I think Toward you, saith the Lord. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. He knows, he knows, he knows. I know those thoughts that I think toward you, not what the world thinks, not as your mama thinks, not as your boss thinks, but I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Read the rest of that. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. Thoughts of peace. No weapon. Now let's go back. Hold on right there. Let's go back to Isaiah 54 and 17. Let's read it again. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Now you go back and read what you just read again from Isaiah, uh, 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 Jeremiah 29 and 11. Thoughts of peace. So from the beginning. Okay. Jeremiah chapter 29 and 11. Uh-huh. So I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Stop right there. Did you hear that? I know. This is the Lord speaking. I know the thoughts that I think. And in, in this chapter here in Isaiah 54 and 17, he's telling you the whole story. No weapon at anybody form against you. It will not prosper. 
I don't care what they do. I, I've seen people try to work witchcraft on people. I have seen people sprinkle stuff. I was at a hotel and they had some stuff sprinkled on the front of the door. You can sprinkle what you want. You can put a drink there. I've had it in front of the door. A chicken head they put in front of our door years ago. They got all kind of crazy stuff. It ain't moving me. They just wasting the chicken. In my book. Because it's not affecting me. Because I'm coming with the blood of Jesus. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me today. When you get saved, when you give your life to the Lord, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Amen. I don't care what it is. You got to know God for yourself. Amen. You got to have a relationship with God that you know him, that you know him. Oh, man, Paul said that I might know him in the, oh, my goodness, that I might know him in the power of the resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Amen. Amen. That he would know him for himself. No weapon that formed against yourself prosper. Okay, so the world read the rest of that verse. Saith the Lord. Saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. To give you an expected end. People read that verse. I know the thoughts that I think told you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace are not even to give you expected end, but they ain't listening to the verse. When trials and troubles and tests come, Amen. they're the first one to run off the road. Why this happening, Lord? Why you left me, Lord? Why you let all this stuff happen? Why is all this evil? Y'all is destroying me. Samson is another one. Samson had done many great exploits before God, and what happened was he came to the point after God did all the stuff, he's going to sit down sit and talk about, oh God, I'm going to die at first. No weapon that is formed against you shall ever prosper because God already set his thoughts towards you. All for good and not for evil, and it's got to give you an expected end. Isaiah 54 and 17. One more time. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every time that rise up against thee, in the judgment thou shalt condemn. This is, listen to this, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and the righteousness of me, saith the Lord. You got to know where your righteousness is coming from. Huh? You got to know where your righteous living is coming from. You got to know that you're really living righteous before God. You, you got to know that. Nobody can know that for you. Nobody can know the righteousness of God for you. I can't know it. My wife can't know it. My friends can't know it for you. You know why? Because it's personal. You say, I didn't know the righteousness of God was personal. It's personal because you have a personal walk with him. You're going to go through things that I'm not, or you've been through things that I haven't. So your walk with God is going to be different. It's going to be personal with him. And the righteous living you do is going to be based off what God's word say for you. And it's all going to line up with his word. Nothing else. Read that verse again. Jeremiah. 29 and 11. Jeremiah chapter 29 and 11. 
For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. An expected end. No weapon. Now, think about that. If God said he's going to give you an expected end, I don't care what the weapon is that's being used against you. I don't care if they suing you for every dime you got. Are you trusting that lawyer or are you trusting the God of God? Yeah. See, we can have confidence in man, but the Bible tells us not to put our confidence in man. We're supposed to put our confidence in God. In some countries, they don't have all the good stuff we have in America. We're spoiled brats in my book. But they trust God. They depend on them for their food, their clothing, and their shelter, and their lives. Here, we telling God, listen, I got this. I got this. I got this on my own. I got this. I got this. And God said, you ain't got nothing. Without me, you ain't nothing. The Bible said no good thing was he was withhold from them that walk uprightly before him. You got to walk uprightly before the Lord. Amen. You want no weapon to be formed against you that so it don't prosper? You got to walk up before God. The people get it all backwards. They think because they quote these scriptures, God is going to jump in their behalf. There ain't no such thing. Go read your Bible. Just because you quote Jeremiah 29 and 11, or you quote the scripture with um uh, what is it um Jabaz, the pair of Jabaz. Just because you quote that quick prayer and you run around and post it on the wall, it don't mean nothing. Hmm. If you don't walk with God, if you're not in tune with God's word, weapons will be formed against you, but when you walk with God, they won't prosper. They won't hinder you. They won't stop you. That's, that's something to think about. That's something to think about that no weapon formed against you gonna prosper. Because why? Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, the thoughts of peace and not evil to give you, he's offering and guaranteeing you expected it. Now, here's the thing. What is it you expected in the end? That's something to think about. What are you expecting in the end of your life? What are you expecting? Today, I had an opportunity to spend the morning with one of my niece and my grandniece. And this is the first time in my life that I got to, that I could remember playing in the swings with them. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm not young as I used to be. I'm, I'm still youthful. But we, I had them, I was pushing the boat for them, the mother and the daughter in the swing. It was fun. I, I had a ball. I had a ball. It was an opportunity. 
Because God said in Jeremiah 29 and 11, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, Bernard. The thoughts of peace and not evil. To give me expected, and you got to put yourself there. But we want everything to go according to our plan, our plan. My plan is to get together for Sunday evening service, and my plan was to preach about friends today. But God said, no weapon. Amen. Hallelujah. The thing is, it was a unusual opportunity. We went by the water, took my niece. The funny part about the whole thing, the grandniece, she wanted to go play. They had like the water uh, uh, sprout area where all the kids could go in the water, splash all over. Instead of her jumping in the water with the other kids, she just marveled at all the other kids playing in the water. And she just standing there. I'm telling the car right there, go there. There's the water right there. Go there. And I'm just wasting my breath because she wasn't going there. She was having a good time. Watch the other kids play in the water. And then finally this little toddler came by and started playing with her. They were playing some little game I never seen. They were putting the water in the cup and throwing it on each other, pouring it on each other. And they were just going back and forth, back and forth. Those are gallery moments that you put in your gallery of life. You'll never get that opportunity again. And God gave me that opportunity today. But today is already gone. He blessed me to spend that morning with the kids. It may not seem like nothing to nobody, but it's something to me. It felt good pushing my two nieces in the, in the swing. <laughs> it was funny. But God wants to give us a glamorous and joyous expected end. I don't care about weapons being formed against us. I don't care about weapons being formed against us. Because the scripture says, no weapon. You, you got to really understand what the scripture said. He, if he says no weapon, he means no weapon. I don't care. Somebody telling me, telling you, they're coming to kill you. I was telling the story Wednesday night about one of my our friends that I, I have. The, the hit man came to kill him. And the wife was praising and worshiping God. And the hitman knocked on the door. And the one that got shot answered the door. But because she was worshiping and blessing God, the hitman had to change his mind. And that's not a normal thing. Not in that killing business. They don't change their mind. They're going to take you out. And it won't be to a ballpark. But the Bible said no weapon. That's formed against you, going to prosper, and every tongue that rise up against you in judgment, thou shalt condemn. And the reason why, because this is a heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness of me, saith the Lord. That's where your righteousness got to be, not self righteousness. See, people got people got church salvation, church right righteousness, and then they got self righteousness, and none of them will get you into heaven. Neither will get you eternal life. Eternal life comes through Jesus Christ, our Lord. That's 
that's what that scripture is trying to get us to understand, that the righteousness that we're supposed to have to keep those weapons from forming, being formed against us that, so they won't prosper, as we have the righteousness of God. And then you, you go look at Jeremiah 29 and 11. God said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. The thoughts of peace and not evil. It's, it's really important. Bow your head. Let me pray real quick for the television broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name. I ask you to touch every little soul watching this television broadcast right now. Meet every need, break every yoke, save, deliver, make free. I thank you for touching their lives. I thank you for meeting the needs of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I go to, uh, let's look at Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 14. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 14. Listen to this. And in righteousness thou shalt be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. For thou shalt not fear and from terror. For it shall not come night to thee. Let me read it again. In righteousness thou shalt be established, and thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come nigh to you. This is this is this, this is the thing. No weapon. Since the world what did I verse say in the beginning? Isaiah 54 and 14. What do we say? In righteousness shalt thou be established. In righteousness. That, 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 that's it. You want the weapons not to prosper against you? It said thou will be established in what? Righteousness. In righteousness. Righteousness means right living. It means right living. <laughs> not just going to church and shout hallelujah. It means right living. Right talking, right character, right conduct. Not lying to people, telling people the truth and doing the truth. Amen. Not just reading the Bible, not just preaching the gospel, not just teaching the, the gospel, but living it. Living. Being a living epistle to other people. Go and do your trials through praise and worship trials, trials, and that's going to come. But it said in righteousness, you'll be established. And that's where the problem comes in. People, you can be your own destruction. You can be your own weapon of destruction. Ah, uh, y'all ain't listening to me today. You can be your own weapon. Of destruction. Yes, yes, you can. Okay. There's countless stories. Listen to this. There's countless stories of children dying before they time because they was running with people that didn't care about them and told them to disobey their parents. Huh? They told their friends, told them, forget about what your mother and father said. Come here, come on, let's go have a good time. And they died. And we have countless stories. Of that here where I live and around the country and around the world. Why? Because those people were a weapon to them and they became, they weaponized their disobedience. And out of disobedience, they disobeyed their parents and destruction met them. Not peace, but evil. 
Why? Because they would not let righteousness reign. Righteousness has to do with being obedient. That's why a lot of people don't get things they want from God. That's one of the main reasons why, because they won't be obedient to his word. Amen. They won't be obedient to leadership. No, 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 no. They don't want to pay tithes. They don't want to pay offering. They don't want to go to prayer meeting. They don't want to go to Bible study, but they want to be saved. Saved from what? What are you trying to be saved from? Oh, you're trying to be saved from salvation, right? Is that what it is? The scripture says, as you see the light, walk there. It's not just church stuff. It's not, it's not just church stuff I'm talking about. I'm talking about general life. I'm talking about general life here. Isaiah 54 and, and 14 says, And in righteousness thou shalt be established, thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear. See, you got to understand that. You can't live in fear. You got to know where your help is coming from and who your helper is. People take the time and do all this stuff. Weaponize their disobedience and rebellion against their own self. And then the scripture, Isaiah 54 and 17, cannot be activated in their life. It can't be activated because you deactivated by your rebellion and your disobedience. Oh yeah, every scripture has to be activated because you got to act on it. Yeah. The Bible said, listen to this. Listen to this about salvation. If thou confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God raised Jesus from the earth, thou shalt be saved. Did you hear what I just said? If, I'll say it slowly. If thou confess with your mouth and believe in thy heart, that's activation. Did you hear that? You activating it. You're doing something. You're confessing ah with your mouth. You're activating the words. And believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead. Thou shall be saved. Well, I'll tell you, you ain't going in there. You never get saved. You may get religious. You may go to the best holy, holy temple, wherever name it you go to, whatever religious organization you go to. You may be the best of the best and they're the best dressed, the most religious the most prayerful and still and say until you activate that obedience to what the word of God said. Today's message was on the plan, message was something I thought about, but no weapon formed against you would prosper, but it also could work against you if you pick up the spirit of rebellion, activate that spirit of rebellion and disobedience, you cannot activate no weapon formed against yourself. Because you become the weapon against yourself. Now let's look at the rest of that verse. In righteousness thou shalt be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression. That's what we need to be. We need to be far from oppression. We got financial oppression, marital oppression, sexual oppression, 
Uh, we job of all kind of oppression. We need to be far from all that madness. For thou shalt not fear, listen to this, and far and from terror, for it shall not come near to you. I'm going to tell you something. Terror. What is terror? <clears throat> terror is when you go into a bank and it's being robbed. It terrorizes you. Terror, when you go to the mall with your family to go shopping and some psychopath coming in shooting at everybody. That's terror. Terror is when you're driving down the highway and some drunk way could decide to drive one way. Some drunk could decide to drive one way because the devil got him going that way. That's terror. Terror when you're driving down a highway and your car goes out of control. That's terror. Terror is when a preacher tells you everything's going to be all right and ain't nothing right. Because he just want to get money from you. Terror is when your husband is having an affair on you and you being faithful. That's terror. Terror is when your children are living in rebellion and they don't listen to nothing you say. That's terror. Turn when your wife don't want to be bothered with you no more. And you've done everything you can to make the woman happy. That's terror. Isaiah 54 and 17 says, no weapon that is formed against you. I'm talking about terror now. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. But there's a reason why. Not because you read it in the Bible, not because I told it to you, but it says here in verse 17, no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rise up against you in judgment thou shalt condemn. Did you hear that? You will condemn those tongues that rise up against you in judgment. You're going to condemn them. But it's something else. Isaiah 54 and 17 goes on to say, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. It is God's servant heritage that no weapon formed against them will prosper. Whose servant are you? Who you serve? See, we got people serving the church. People say, I serve the Catholic church. I serve the Pentecostal church. I serve the Methodist church. I serve the Presbyterian church. I'm a member there, and I'm, I'm, I'm a deacon there, and I'm a this, and I'm a that. Let me read what the scripture says again. Isaiah 54 and 17 says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that, 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 that rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Servants of the Lord, not no religious organization. People live defeated lives because they're not acting on the scriptures. They're acting on a religious organization or your religious belief. Oh, that's another thing. Your religious beliefs can be a weapon against you as well. Your religious belief can be the greatest weapon against you. Don't believe me? The Southern Christian uh, thing 
The whites, some part of that, they ain't even against black folks. A lot of them are racist. A lot of them are still all racist. Well, I think it was the Southern Baptists. They had to apologize for the racism in the past. They have done their best. The devil has used preachers, white and black, Korean, Spanish, European, to work against the people of God, to cause division, to create weapons, to keep them from fellowshipping together. One of the things that I, I, I asked my niece today, the mother, I asked her, I said, did you notice? She didn't have no clue what I was talking about. Or did you see it? Did you know what I was talking about? But I saw it. I saw it. I seen in that pool. There wasn't a pool. It was a, a outside type of... Um, uh, what they have the sprinkler system, a whole bunch of sprinkler system and stuff. But I seen what the scripture has declared. All oh, kids, you had Jews, you had uh, 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 Italians, you had Protestants, you had Pentecostals, you had Spanish people, you had all types of people. You even probably had some atheists out there, but they true. But all the kids. Were playing in the water together. They were together. They were all together. They were all about one thing, jumping down in the water, hiding under the water, throwing the water on one another, having a good time in the water. No weapon was formed against them and none prospered against them. Why? Because everybody was in the same mind. Everybody was in the same state of mind. They wanted their kids to have a good time. I was in vain calling my niece, trying to tell her to look the water over there. She was so excited looking at all the kids jumping down in the water. I just had to shake myself like that. I give up. I'm telling her to go over here. The water there. And I'm telling her to go over there. She, <laughs> it was so funny. We should have videotaped it. It was funny. And she's standing there looking at the water. Then the water squirt out the little thing. Then she goes over and trying to get the little water. It was funny. No weapon. We become the weapons. Us adults become the weapons. When we don't want the kids to play together. I don't want my kids playing with no Jews. I don't want my kids playing with no Italians. I don't want my kids playing with no Spanish people. I don't want none of that. None of that. No blacks. I don't want none of that. Ask them that you have nothing to do with it. And that's the same thing with God. No weapon that is formed against God's children is going to prosper if that child obey God. <clears throat> as long as those kids were doing what they were supposed to do in that water, everything was fine. They were in obedience to their parents or grandparents or whoever had them out there. No weapon was that is formed against you will achieve its goal if you put God in place. <laughs> <laughs> if you put Christ in front of you, Amen. no Amen. weapon. Now, I remember, I said in the beginning, that weapons will be formed against you. 
One of the things I constantly tell people, even in the legal system, when you go to court, take God with you. I really, really take God with you because that all lawyers ain't legit. All judges ain't legit. Some of them are just trying to get promoted and they'll do anything. They'll convict the innocent person with a bat in the eye. No big thing. But when we take God at the head of our our council and at the head of our, uh, our feet and at the head of our steps. The Bible said a good man's steps are ordered by the Lord. Okay. We have to walk with God. We have to talk with God. Isaiah 35 and 8. I want you to read that for me, Sister Wells. Isaiah 35 and 8. This is what the Word of God has to say. Isaiah 35 and 8. We really got to walk with God. We got to really follow what God say. If we don't want weapons that's formed against us to prosper, And when we really want God to work with us, but we really want him to work with us and talk to us. Isaiah 35 and 8. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 35 and 8. And, and highways shall be there, and the way it shall be called the way of holy. Unclean shall not pass over, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though, though fools shall not err therein. Read it one more time. Isaiah 30, chapter 35 and 8. Uh-huh. And then a highway, and then a highway shall be there, and the way, and it shall be called the way of home. The unseen shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those where the wayfaring, the wayfaring, sorry, wayfaring men, though fools shall not err therein. You understand what that scripture said? Let's read it again. And the highway shall be there, and the way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. And the highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. Preachers don't talk about holiness no more. No weapon that is formed against yourself prosper when you have walked down that highway. When you walk down the King's Highway. When you walk down the highway of holiness. Hallelujah. No weapon that formed against you gonna prosper. Oh, there'll be a form to get you to get you to walk off that highway, but they won't. Oh my gosh, they won't prosper, they won't succeed, they won't annihilate you. Why? Listen to this. And the highway shall be there, and the way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. That's why. That's why the weapon formed against you won't prosper. 
Because the unclean can't pass over that way. That's why you got to go the way of holiness. That's why you got to go the way of holy living. Jesus, oh my God, Jesus said, I do the things that my father do. I say the things that my father said. Listen to this. God said, be ye holy, for I am holy. Hebrews 12, 14 says, peace follow all men, and holiness without no man shall see the Lord. You got to be holy. You've got to be holy if you don't want those weapons that formed against you to prosper. Oh, glory, man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And a highway shall be there. And the way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. But it should be for those. The wayfair man, listen to this. But it shall be for those the wayfaring men don't fools shall not enter the end. Who's ain't going on that highway? Who's gonna go down the highway of holiness? Who have weapons formed against them and they prosper because they're fools? Did you hear what I say? Because they're foolish people, smart people. It's gonna go down that way of holiness. They're going to go down that way of holiness. They're going to walk down that route of holiness. Why? Because God is holy and they want to be like him. When you want to be like the devil, you're going to act like him. You know, they actually have people say, tell you, they'll actually tell you, I serve the devil. That some of them will actually come out and tell you, I serve the devil. And they, ain't, they ain't pulling no punches. Those are not atheists. Those are not safe folks. Those are devil worshippers, devil worshippers, and they're gonna tell you that they serve the devil. They're not gonna beat around the bush about it. They're gonna tell you the facts. No weapon. No weapon that formed against us shall prosper because we're walking down the way, that highway of holy living. Walking down the king's highway. People want to receive blessings from God. People want to receive blessings. People want to receive food kingdom blessings. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 32 and verse 17. Read that, Sister Wells, Isaiah chapter 32, verse 17. God's plan has never changed. He's still holy. He's still righteous. <laughs> it's us. We don't want that. We want preachers to lie to us to tell us what we want to hear. We want to hear God is going to bless us. God is going to bless us. God is going to bless us. Give them a thousand dollars and God is going to give you a million and a hundred thousand. Nonsense. Nonsense. Read it, Sister Wells. Isaiah chapter 32 and 17. Uh-huh. And the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. 
Read it again. Isaiah 32, Isaiah chapter 32 and 17. Uh-huh. And the work of righteousness shall be peace. Uh huh. And the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. Hmm. Did you hear what that verse said? Yet people run around crying and complaining about everything going on in their life. But the scripture says in Isaiah 32 and 17 the work of righteousness, the work of right living. The work of right living shall be peace and the effect of righteousness, right living, quietness and assurance forever. Amen. Quietness and assurance forever. No weapon. No weapon that's formed against you. No weapon that's formed against your home. No, no weapon formed against your job. I want to tell you something about weapons formed against your job. I want you to listen to this. Because you got dismissed, demoted from your job, that don't mean God is not going to bless your life. Just because you got demoted or fired or terminated or laid off from your job, it doesn't mean that God's not going to bless you. Make sure you have been doing the right thing. Make sure you've been walking out of the way of holiness. Make sure you've been obeying God's word. Because that may not be a weapon. It may be an opportunity. For God to prosper you more. Open another door. For God to close the door and open a better door for you. Did you hear what I said? God to close one door for you and open a bigger and better door for you. And you would receive great blessings on your life. No weapon. No weapon that's formed against you. Will prosper. Isaiah 32 and 17 says, the work of righteousness, the work of right living, the right talking, the right thinking, the right acting, shall be peace. Remember we just read Jeremiah 29 and 11, where it said, the Lord said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, say if the Lord, the thoughts of peace, and not evil, to give you an expected end. But here we go again, he's talking about peace. See, the world in which we live, can I get peace? The world in which we live can give you money, fancy home, fancy cars. Oh, my goodness. Let me stop right there. I was looking at some houses online, and I happened to come across a house. Oh, my gosh. You would love to see this house. It was 14,000 square foot. The taxes on the house were $37,000 a year. To keep the property, it probably cost about $20,000 a year to keep the property. It had, I think, eight bathrooms, and eight plus bathrooms. I think it had 10 plus bedrooms in it. But when you walk in the building, in the house, in that mansion, it had this beautiful staircase. And the, scare, the, the, the reason why they had the first picture there for you to see was the, scares, the staircase was to tempt you to try to buy the house. Because the staircase alone looks attempting uh, 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 and desiring. I want that. But it may not be for you. It might be too big for you. You may not be able to afford it. But the scripture says here, and Isaiah 32 and 17 says, the work of righteousness shall be peace. What is peace to you? 
Some people take peace as money. Having money. Well, the Bible tells us that money is a defense. Yes, it does. I know everybody running around saying, money is the root of all evil. No, it's the love of money. And not only rich people love money. I've met poor people. They love money too. So whatever. But what is peace to you? Is peace your car, your home, your wife, your girlfriend, whatever? That's not true peace. True peace comes from God. Listen to what this scripture says. And the work of righteousness shall be priests, and the effect of righteousness shall be quietness and assurance forever. Quietness. And assurance. Oh, that's important. Beloved, have an assurance. Have an assurance that everything's going to work out. Have an assurance from God that you're going to get that job. Not fleshly assurance. Have an assurance from God that everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to work out for you. Assurance. That's what the scripture says. It says right here, with quietness and assurance forever. The liberal soul will be made fat. Be liberal when you're giving and you're living before God. We we really, we really got to get the scripture right. We really got to get what God is saying. Listen to this. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15, Sister Wiles. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15. We got to really get this together. We don't want weapons to form against us and destroy us. Read that verse. Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 15. Hear the word of the Lord. What he wants to do in your life. He wants to give you assurance. He wants to give you comfort. He wants to abide with you. Isaiah 30 and 15. He wants to talk to you. Oh my gosh, it's exciting. Isaiah 30 and 15. Isaiah chapter 30 and 15. Uh-huh. But thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. Mm-hmm. In returning and rest shall you say. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and he would not. Read it again. Isaiah 30 and 15. But thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall you say, in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. Did you hear that? Did you hear what that verse just said? You want weapons not to be formed against you, now, you don't want them to prosper. But listen to the verse. It says, Thus saith the Lord, God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, and ye shall be saved. And in quietness and confidence shall be your strength, and you would not. I'll read it again. Thus saith the Lord, God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, and ye shall be saved. In returning, you shall rest. Rest, and you shall be saved. Stop running with the crowd. Stop following the crowd. 
Those weapons are going to keep on coming at you. Those dots are going to keep on coming at you. Stop getting in those clicks. Stop being in a click with people and get in tune with God's word. In returning, rest, and you shall be saved. You fool around with people you know they're not saved. You know they don't want to be saved. You're trying to make like you're saving them. You can't save a butterfly. So stop it. It says, but thus saith the Lord. Isaiah 30 and 15. Thus saith the Lord. God, the Holy One of Israel, and return and rest, and ye shall be saved. And then it goes on to say something else. And in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. But you would not. You don't want it. You want to know why all those weapons that keep happening to you and that things that's happening to you, they prospering and you're not defeating them, they're defeating you because you won't follow what the word of God says. You won't cut loose those people that mean if you know good, you won't hearken to the voice of the Lord God, do God and do all that he commands you to obey him. You won't walk with him. You won't walk with him. You're just religious. You're just churching. You just churching along, having a good time churching along, but you won't walk. You won't obey. You won't hearken. You won't listen. You doing your thing. You doing your thing. Yes. Prove it. The scripture says in all thy ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. We don't want to follow that. We don't want to follow that. But yet you don't want those weapons that's formed against you to prosper. If you hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God and do all that he command you this day, you'll be blessed going in, you'll be blessed coming out. You disobey him, you're going to be cursed going in. That's why people have so many problems. That's why they suffer so much, because they won't obey God. It's that simple. They won't obey God. I'm not talking about being rich. I ain't rich. Rich is just, just uh, materialistic. It doesn't get, you know what? Being rich doesn't guarantee you perfect health. You can have the latest technology. It don't guarantee you perfect health. That scripture here tells us in verse 30. Let's go back to verse 30. Verse 30. It says, verse 30, verse 15, chapter 30. Verse 15, Isaiah says, But thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, and ye shall be saved, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. And you would not. That's why a lot of people don't have no strength in their life. That's why they stay defeated. That's why they go through headaches nonstop. That's why they can't achieve dirt. That's why you stay broke also. You, you want God to bless you, obey his word. You don't need to go to no prophet to them to prophesy that God going to bless you. There's nothing wrong with going to services and men, real men that will go, but you shouldn't be going seeking no blessing for somebody to prophesy some blessing to you. That's why you get lied to all the time. And that ain't funny. Today's message, it wasn't my plan. Amen, amen. It wasn't what I, I plan to talk about. Today I was going to talk about friends. 
But the Lord knows that somebody need to hear that no weapon that formed against them shall prosper, and every tongue that rise up against them in judgment thou shalt condemn, because that's the heritage of the servants of the Lord that obey him and the righteousness of the law. No good thing with God withhold from them that really, really walk uprightly before him. The Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have they entered into the hearts of men. The things that God prepared for them that love him, and I've seen people getting things from the Lord, no one could ever believe that that would have happened because God has prepared those things for them. But here's, here's, here's the thing. Weapons formed against us. Blessing being hold up because we're not going down the highway of holiness. We're not obeying God's word. We're not following what God say. So we're losing out on the blessing. Amen. The enemy attacking us and we're not able to defeat him because we're not hearkening unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Righteousness, the Bible says righteousness exalts a nation. Sinners are reproached to any people. Anybody, 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 anybody. You want to be delivered? Obey God's word. Repent of your sin and ask God to direct your path. Give your life to the Lord Jesus. One day, everybody is going to stand before God. Everybody. Everybody going to get their opportunity to explain to God what they did, what they said, and how they lived. And it's not going to be funny in most cases. They're going to tell God, well, you let this happen to me. You let that happen to me. And God going to show them. I had a path for you, but you didn't want to go that path. You went your own path, and I couldn't stop that because you didn't want it to stop. You were determined to do what you wanted to do, so you got the result. People die. It's just a story. Everybody heard the story of the man. His boat capsized, and he was drowning. And first, a helicopter came by throughout the line and said, Hey! Hey! Hey, catch on to this. Let me pull you up. No, no, no. The man's up. No, no, no. God, go save me. That's okay. Go about your business. The next man comes by in a boat. Come on, come on. Here, here. Catch this lifeline. Hey, you're going to drown out here. No, no, no. God, go save me. Some plywood from a ship or something uh, comes by. They push it away. Because God's going to save me. So the man drowned. And as he drowned, the soul goes up to heaven. And he says to God, Why did you let me drown out there? Why? I got a family. I got this. Blah, 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 blah. And God said, blah, 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 back to him. He said, God, I don't understand. 
Why did you let me drown? You said you would save me. You said you would protect me. Why did you let me drown? I don't understand. God said, son, I sent you a helicopter. I sent you a boat. I, I even had wood come by for you to hold on to. And you rejected all saying I was going to save you and I sent all those to save you. You didn't want my help. You wanted religious help, but you didn't want my help. So you drowned so your head. And that's some of us today with salvation. People keep warning you that you're going to be lost if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. People, people, people keep warning you that the weapons that formed against you will prosper if you don't obey God's word. It don't even make sense. Today, you're listening to this message. Whether you're listening by podcast, whether you're watching a television broadcast, YouTube or Twitter, or whoever else we may have it. You need to get your life in line with God today. You need to get saved. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and allow him to guide your life each day. So let's get down to business and pray right now. Bow your head with me and repeat after me. Lord Jesus, come on, come on. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I ask you to save me right now. Save me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Guide me each day. I accept you as my personal Savior. I thank you for dying on the cross of Calvary and rising on the third day. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen. The Bible says no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. You got to allow God to direct your path. You have to allow God to work with you, guide you, and lead you. You can come back. We have Bible study on Wednesday night at 8.15, and we're back here each Sunday at 5.15. Soon we'll have a 24-hour Bible study channel. Uh, hopefully at the end of the month we'll have that straightened that out. That's completed. Until then, stay faithful and walk with God and let God bless you. If you'd like to become a part of us, you can go to our website, www.tabernacledeliveranceinc.org. And you can click on become a partner, leave a love offering, or become part of the ministry. And you can also uh, uh, leave a prayer request uh, and our testimony what God is doing for you. Until Wednesday night, be blessed and obey God's word.